are live, everybody. We are deep down in the bowels of least music. It's episode 79 of Kamloops last week. Chris Folds, Magic Mike, and Bill at the controls. 79. Anything? 79, yeah, that was the, um, the year that uh, soccer reached its pinnacle in Vancouver. Canada has never been back there since. Yeah, the Whitecaps won the uh, Soccer Bowl. I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, Trevor Whitemark, uh, Willie Johnson, Phil Parks, um, and they beat the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the final at Giant Stadium. And, and, and a few days before that, they beat the New York Cosmos in the semifinal. A lot of people think they beat the Cosmos in the final. They actually beat the Cosmos in the semifinal. Your best friend, Carl Valentine. Carl Valentine was on Ooh. that team, yep. And, uh, Tony and uh, Kevin Hector, uh, great player. He went back to play with Derby County, my favorite team in England. They're in League One right now, but working their way back up. But the Soccer Bowl of 1979 had... Um, had uh, 100,000 people came out or more, yeah. lined the streets. The Whitecaps won the, the biggest uh, trophy in North American soccer sports at the time. That was 1979, and the league folded five years later. And uh, even though the MLS is big now, there's never been a bigger moment in soccer history in Vancouver. That's one of the best sports moments in the history of Vancouver, period. Yeah, it is. It really that is. That parade, too? That, that parade, uh, that, that championship, because it was the only one. And uh, that soccer back then was almost like a shooting start. It came really, really big real quick, and then it just died out. Was Pele, Pele was in the Pele league. was on the, on the Cosmos That's right. at the time. Yeah. So it was Cinchella, Giorgio Cinchella, he, the, uh, the, Euro, the uh, South American one. And... Um, uh, it was a big league. It was a great league, and then uh, it just it just fizzled out. Yeah, I'm so sure 79. Mike really doesn't care about that. But what about you for 1979? Uh, all I could hear, oops, yeah, here we go. All I could uh, think about it was blah 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 <laughs> uh, when you're talking sports. But 1979 was a huge year. My Sharona by the Knack. Oh, what was a song! Yes. Charts. Yeah. A hot stuff. Gloria Gaynor was topping the charts. Uh, YMCA mm. uh, was there. Disco was. That was uh, Disco's last hurrah, and then it kind of faded right? the next you know? year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for 1979, for me, uh, that's when my little sister uh, came around and my life forever changed because she now. She was born then? She was born in 1979. All right, yeah. yes, yes. And she was a straight A student all through uh, through school. And, mm. and uh, Were you like the black sheep or like the rebellious one? Uh, I was the. Uh, she changed high schools. Because she couldn't handle my uh, my <laughs> your antics. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Oh, yeah. Actually, my sister changed high schools, and, and I was the rebellious one. I don't think she changed because of me. Yeah. She went back to a Chris, uh, Christian school, but uh, similar there. I was kind of like the rebellious one, and my sister was the you know God's child. Fresh haircut for you. Where yes. do you get your hair? <clears throat> At. Uh, um uh, Cindy's uh, barbershop across from Memorial Arena. She used to be in the Plaza uh, Hotel, but she moved down there, and she uh, she works only from about she works opens at five in the morning because she does a lot of uh, guys at the mine and people who work early. So I was there at seven this morning. She's the best. Uh, she's great. She used to be married to Leo Baggio, oh. and I only found that out because I ran into Leo Baggio. Really good talk. Turns out he used to be married to my barber back in go. the day. So there's a roundabout way of... Amazing. There's a story for you today. Great story. <laughs> Where do you get your haircut? <laughs> anyway, she doesn't take new customers. She's so busy, Is you have Jack to know Bell her. Is that Jack Bell goes to? No, Jack Bell can't make the cut. So I, I get my haircut from Anita Haircut. She's, uh, she went to hairdressing school and lived with us while she was uh, going to school, and she's cut my hair for the last uh, Is that a pretty years. Is that a prank on us right now? No, her name's Anita, and her company's oh, name, she's serious? on Tranquil, and yes. it's called Anita Haircut. Okay. Whereabouts on Tranquil is she? Uh, right beside uh, the Effie. 
Oh, right, right in Tranquil on the R- corridor. Right there. On they, they call that yeah. the market. Yeah, the Effie's a great he, place. He loves that. And, I love and the she's Effie. great. Yeah. Like all too. Italians, yeah. we're related. So uh, go, go and see her. Or, yes. or, you know, Good. I don't go to her enough. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe she, she wants to sponsor the Magic Mirror right up there. Brought to you by maybe I, Anita Haircut. Anita That's a great name. We can just get her behind you, just cutting hair. You can do that one day. Yeah, do a live haircut here. Yeah. Okay, we do have a good, a really good show today. We have the number one ranked women's curler in the world. In the world. On our show today. It's amazing. Carrie Einerson, she joins us. We've got the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. Starts on Friday at the Sandman Center. We also have Clancy Grandy. We pre-filmed two weeks ago, I think, with her. Yeah. Had a good talk with her. She's the BC entrant. She's the one that knocked out Corinne Brown. We had a good chat with her. We talked to her about that. We're also going to hear from Matt Dunstone, who you have a problem with. You always have. Well, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. You just can't handle Matt Dunstone. No, he's probably a good guy, but he makes decisions that are kind of quirky. We'll talk and about wrong. They're his wrong. Decisions, his yeah. decisions you think are wrong. We'll talk about those later. Mm-hmm. And also, Arjun Singh is going to be here. Yeah, the former counselor, a longtime counselor, he's going to come and join us shortly to talk about the legacy of two longtime legendary politicians in Kamloops who died on the same day yeah. recently. Crazy. Uh, Pat Wallace and Cliff Branchflower both died on February 11th. Arjun will, will talk about their legacy and what he learned from both of them. Pat Wallace, 11 term. Yep. 11 term counselor. 1980 to 19. To 2018, 11 terms, and she did a run for provincial politics and a run for mayor in there. She wasn't successful, but she was very successful as a city councillor. And Cliff Branchflower, before my time, but throughout the 90s. He ran the whole city through the 90s. It was Branchflower, Cretchen, and Clinton. Those are the three in in the 90s. And of course, uh, Glenn Clark and all his scandals. Let's talk about the feedback we got last week um, from our show last week, because we had Reed Hamer Jackson on, Kamloops Mayor for Reader's Digest, and he brought up pay for counsel and how he feels like it kind of warrants full-time work. It all stemmed from a conversation about limiting um, public inquiry time for the public who want to um, show up at council meeting and, and talk. Dale Bass is putting forth a motion that says we want to limit that because it drags on too long. That's kind of what sparked the conversation of the mayor saying, I don't want to limit that. What was the feedback we got? Yeah, so he on our show he, he dropped uh, his, his, uh, his, uh, his, his belief that uh, uh, even though a counselor position is officially part-time, they have always said, but it's full-time hours. And he's saying, he looked at their pay and says, you're, some of you are making, six, six of the eight of them are making about 55 grand a year yeah. or more, 57. He goes, that's full-time pay. That's more than a lot of people make full-time. So they, they, in his view, what they make is full-time pay. So they're making, they, should, they should work full-time. And of course, I thought that made a good story. So I... Um, I got Michael uh, Potestio to look into it, and he talked to uh, um, Dale Bass, Dale Bass Michael and Riley. Michael Riley and Margot Middleton, I think, the three yep. councillors. And they, in, in today's newspaper on, um, on page A10, there's a good story. It's online at canlessthisweek.com. And they explain why they think uh, uh, making it a full-time gig would not, is not a good, good idea. One of the ideas, one of the reasons Dale Bass said was, if you made this a full-time gig where you didn't have any other job, You'd only have retirees, rich people, rich people. and um, business owners yeah. who, who have very flexible schedules running the city, and you would eliminate people who who might be, you know, um, 
day-to-day -day workers, younger people who, who get a bit of time off work but can't get that much time off work, but they can go to the Tuesday meetings and some other stuff. And she said four of her colleagues already have full-time Four full-time, but they have very flexible times. Michael Riley is a CEO. He, yeah. he, he kind of, he, he's, he's in a high position. Margot Millison runs her, her family's company. Uh, who, who are the other two who are working there? Um, Katie Newstetter, she, she's head of the uh, United Way. Uh, yeah. And then um, the fourth one, uh, Car Carpuck? Uh, Stephen Carpuck owns his own chiropractic uh, practice. So they are in positions where they have a lot of flexibility. Uh, and the other four retired. Right, so um, she has a point there. Like uh, during the campaign, there was a there was a lot of people running twenty two for council, and one of them, uh, uh, Jesse Ritzy, one of his um, his his appeal to voters was, uh, you really don't have any renters on council. Everyone is established. They they they've established themselves. Um, and, and they might not feel the pressures and the stresses that, say, the younger population does. My kids will never own a home, that kind of thing. And he was running saying, um, among other things, uh, we should have a renter's voice on council. And I think that was a really interesting, uh, mm -hmm. interesting idea. I think it just kind of snowballed. I'm not sure the mayor was lobbying to make to make any changes. He in that brought regard. it up unsolicited. We didn't ask him. He no. brought it up, and I just right away I thought, well, okay. So I so I so I sketched out a skeleton of a story and sent it to Mike because it's 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 newsworthy. No, because I don't. It, we, we've just... talked about that before about you know full time. There's been tons of stories done by us and others in the past where councillors will talk about you know they they get for, before it was 30 25 grand a year but they're actually working way longer some work more than others yeah. but no, we all know it's, 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 it's we, we all know it's a a, um, a, a very um, uh, hours long process yeah. and to he made his counselor. point saying that he just doesn't understand why it's fair to cut people's time off when he's giving organizations like Ask Wellness half an hour. That was kind of the point that, that, that was, he that made. That was, he was trying to say the precedent has been set. The precedent has been set, I, yeah. I, I think, um, again, I think that, that long meeting, while it was long and probably torturous for some people, I was watching it while working. It was on our deadline. I had it, or listening to it on the computer. I learned a lot there. I learned more than I would have had they shut him up down. I thought it was a good conversation. I think, you know what I think? I think you should... You should, you, you, should, you should have a limit, generally, but when there's issues that come up that deserve more than the mayor, and it's his prerogative, he should say, today we're going to let him go because it's important, Whether, wh whatever that issue may be. Then it becomes just kind of subjective to what he feels is important, though. Well, he's the mayor. He's chairing the meeting, yeah. so whatever, right? Yeah. So, but, you know, someone could come forward and talk about emergency management or wildfire preparation, and or there's issues that you could say, you know, we're, we're going to be a little more lenient on it, but I don't have a problem with uh, Del Bass's motion uh, because... She had a really good point. You know, it's not about shutting people down. It's not about uh, counselors trying to be lacy. Uh, her and Mike O'Reilly both said in the article in today's newspaper, you know, they're there to listen. They work yeah. long. But, you know, after you start, start meetings at 9, say budget meetings, you have your regular council meeting at 1, you have a public hearing at 7. By then you're oh. kind of you're, you're kind of you're, you're tired, man, I and, have, and you're not I as sharp, <laughs> and it's not fair to the people who are talking to you at no. the end of the day. I have respect for any politician that has to stand up there sometimes and lift, listen to some people babble on yeah. when it's complete nonsense and garbage. Or, I'm sitting or, there covering these events and like, oh, and I'm I'm ready to snap in the back. I think there should be an addendum. That's, I could it, never it, be a politician, so shout if, out to. If, the, if to I was on council and I urged one of the councillors to make a friendly amendment to Dilbass's motion. Five minutes, fine, but nobody can come up and speak if they're repeating what someone else already said because oh. that is the most annoying thing. People get up there and they just repeat what everyone says. It happens at public hearings. It happens at our election forums where people ask the same question over and over. That, that should be outlawed. That is yes. painful. Yeah, painful. Okay, we were busy. Mike, you, me, and Chris, we were busy this past weekend. Yes, we were. What did yeah, we do? Yeah, it was Well, you know, it was the Keystone Awards last weekend. So we were um, 
I was really involved in that with the setup and all that kind of stuff. I saw and, you there. And, yeah, you were there, yeah. and and I invited you guys to help me set up. And it's uh, it's an early morning setup, and it goes all day and, and that kind of a thing. So um, we decided instead of going for our walk, we would just go and, and actually unload some five ton trucks and and uh, get some exercise that way. That's and, right. And that's when uh, yeah. Well, that, well, we were going into the grand hall, and I hadn't right. dressed up yet because I was helping you know you guys Set do it. Up, so I was yeah. in sweats, and I remember saying to you, I say I saying you know. We need we need uh, we need to get some coffee to get some energy going, and Marty brought them. And that but was the greatest thing. Like, the whole remember, group picked right up. Right before we were done set up, I said, you know, we really should put a Sealy mattress under this TV in case it falls later. And what happened? I said that was the dumbest idea. Yeah. The TVs don't fall. We're not going to ever need that. And what happened man, during the ceremony? I wish I would have listened to you because if I had a Sealy mattress mm-hmm. in front of that TV when the uh, home hardware jerks... They were playing uh, Family Feud and they knocked it over. Family Feud they, yeah. and they got a little bit rambunctious mm-hmm. and they body checked the table which sent the TV flying forward onto its face instead of having it smash... It would have landed on that. It would land on a Sealy mattress, would have been and beautiful. it's amazing it right be now fun. because it is fabulously free. February, it's interest-free Sealy mattresses right now at Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center. Another thing I noticed about those awards because Foldsy had to go; he was supposed to speak, right? Mm-hmm. But he got a little bit too many club cars into him before he got up there. That's right. And he got up there and he started making the speech. And what did he? What was he saying? Well, he rambles on. You know, <laughs> he's like, just like the people at the council meeting. It's, just... it's kind of like his Twitter stuff; it just keeps on going, 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 kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, um, he was complaining about the temperature control in the, um, in the in the in the grand hall as well. Yeah. So well, because True keeps it so cold in there, yeah. so cold. But then but Marty said, "Hey, I know who to call." Well, we we would call Cold Control Mechanical. Yeah. We still do, even though they still, don't sponsor our show. We sponsor. still call them. We should sponsor the show. But you you kept on bringing up the four flavors that Club Car has, which is Sea Breeze, Berry Crush, Peach Malva, and Mojito. Pineapple. Well, the Mojito. Berry Crush is what I, I crush the berry all the time. Yeah, and then afterward to celebrate because you had finally kind of came to after your overindulgence but we said you know let's take him to the playland let's take him to the aberdeen location playland you got dressed up again man i i love it i have a um i've got a gorilla suit uh, as you guys know yeah. and i have different heads for it so i can be anything and uh that night that day i was a gma genetically modified animal so i had like little horns and the little nose and the gorilla suit and uh, chris and i just had tons of fun frolicking. <laughs> did. I, I had to leave you guys it was getting a little bit too kind of uh, amorous between you guys and the playland <laughs> that's and a big word it's a brand new it's a brand new playland at the aberdeen location mcdonald's so go check that one out what a day it was for us what a weekend mm-hmm. amazing yeah. yeah let's move on now to above the folds it's brought to you by club car beverage company Arjun Singh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. We thought you would have great insight on Pat Wallace and Cliff Branchflower. Why don't we start with Pat? Tell us about her and how she influenced you. Yeah, so many ways. Pat was an amazing, amazing person. And when I first got on council in 2005, it was, I think we were all kind of intimidated to work with Pat because she was kind of a legend even back, even back then. Uh, and um, 
but she was always somebody who like really you know so steered the culture of the group in in the best ways. Like she always was really like happy about the fact that we could socialize, you know, after meetings and still you know, leave the sort of political sort of conversation at the at the door. You know, she was known as a big free enterprise person. Never made any bones about that. But she was also really open and gracious to uh, folks with other ideolo- ideologies. So. Like some of my favorite moments was when Diamond Cavers and Pat Wallace would agree on an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and, yeah. and that was just like fantastic because you know he was a big green. She was Worlds big, colliding. Yeah, yeah, was and it wasn't like colliding; it was actually collaborating mm-hmm. and, and really making something better together. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really the, the magic of, of local government. So Pat was always um, very very keen on that, and you know, and as she as she got older, she got even got better in a lot of ways. I mean, in terms of how she talked about those things, and I remember once in the TNRD. Um, I think a lot of us are quite passionate about libraries. I don't use libraries very much, but I'm always passionate about the fact that we have a public library system. I remember there was somebody who came with a report saying that we should diminish some library services, and I mean, just Pat was quiet, quiet many times, but when she got into an issue, and she just stood up, and she made an amazing uh, sort of uh, commentary about how we should keep the system, uh, and in fact, grow it even better. So, yeah. uh, really, someone that a lot of us looked up to, and, and looked up to, and also just kind of how she worked with people. She was always very gracious. She was always um, at so many different community events. I mean, she would always put a little little half page or quarter page ad in the Kibbit uh, yeah. uh, hockey uh, program yeah. program because she, yeah, and people say, "Why council do that? No, I want to do it myself. My kids are into hockey. I want to support that." And she so and she was really active when she was active in, but she also had a heart for everything. So really yeah. great. In uh, 2018, she retired. Yeah. And uh, just a couple weeks before the last council meeting that she would attend, uh, myself, Jessica Wallace, reporter, Dave Eagles, I think us, we went and visited Pat at her at her home in Riverbend. And, yeah, um, finally got how, you finally got how old she was out of her, because she never <laughs> told anybody. She never that. told, but we got her age. Oh, really? And uh, we, we we were just going to go and drop by. We ended up sp- spending three or four hours there, and uh, yeah. we brought some wine. I think I went and got another bottle of wine, and she ordered pizza, and we had a great talk. We talked for three or four hours, wow. and you could tell uh, just there, I think we went back one more time after that, but you could tell she really, she had to retire. She, her health was failing her. She was, you know, she was really uh, not up to the, the task of, of continuing the, it's, it's, a, it's a hard job being a counselor, a lot of energy. No, nah, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, it should be a full-time, full-time job. job. No, but um, she, um, what, what we got from that uh, is she really, really missed it, even though she was, and she, and, and she was gonna miss it. And that was, beyond anything, she, she lived for that. And you could tell she was very. It was a very it was a bittersweet night because she was very sad. Yeah. She was quite, you know, she was quite lonely. I think at that point, uh, without you know, knowing that she's not going to be around the council table because she would have been a lock to, to win again, right? Um, well, a lot of folks. I mean, I think she was. She was also really savvy as to what, you know, she could do and not do, yeah. right? I mean, I think that she had a pretty bad fall yep. uh, in 2015, 16, mm-hmm. and so that put her back a bit. Um, Think about somebody who has thirty years of, of, of council service and how many things uh, she's been able to work on and 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 influence and and and, and steer a little bit uh, and the fact that she she was a woman I mean back back in the eighties when she came out came on like and even now it's it's challenging being a female elected official mm-hmm. and she and I know so many people uh, I mean myself included but so many females 
look to her as that example. Yeah. Like, you know, trailblazer like, of sorts. Sorry? A trailblazer of sorts. A huge she, trailblazer. She was the first ever uh, female chair of the TNRD board, and that's a big deal in 83. And, we, and right? we only have the second one now. Yeah, second one now, um, which so is I mean, Barbara Roden. Yeah. She that's, ran for mayor and, and, and in failed, 86, right? and then yeah. Kenneth yeah. Cartwright became the first Kamloops mm -hmm. female mayor. Mm -hmm. But then she went on to the TNRD. Yeah, in the, in the 80s, she was TNRD chair, the first female one. Yeah. She ran for mayor against John Dormer in 86 and lost. Um, but, uh, and, then, and then in 90, uh, and, Kenneth and Cartwright became one. I want to talk a bit about her provincial and federal service, too. I mean, yeah. she was president of UBCM uh, way before I was uh, and still had so much respect. I'd go to meetings probably 10, 15 years after she'd finished that service, and people would still say, how is she doing, mm -hmm. you know, say hi to her for me. Uh, when I post on Facebook about how sad I was about her passing, how much she meant to, to me, uh, people from, you know, Saskatchewan and people yeah. from Victoria, people from Ottawa, you know, were all chiming in and saying, you know, how, what kind of influence they had on, on them, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it's funny when you're a warrior for, for a certain ideology, but you're also somebody who can work with people. Mm. That's a really amazing um, set of skills to have, yeah. right? And she was effective because she could do that. Right. Um, so she was she was very happy to like you know go at it at a council meeting, yeah. but she was also equally as happy to just sit down and have a glass of wine, often with ice. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's right. And, uh, yeah. I, I had my beer, my diet coke, and we we have these great chats, you know. And so, and as a group, or as just uh, you know colleagues, and I was so I was so so lucky and grateful to live for her. And you know when 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 uh, sh her and Tina Lang both left at the same time. That was tough on, on me because I was like, you know, there, there were people that I just sort of revered in so many ways. And then they, they, when they were gone, you know, I, 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 you know, it was tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about Cliff Branchflower. He predates my time in Kamloops. Yes. I think he predates a lot of people's time because the town has grown so much. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he was... Um, he was mayor from 91 to 99, and um, a lot of people came to Kamloops after that, and Pat had the, um, Pat was in the, was in the public eye right until the 2018. Now, now Cliff Branchflower, um, in a recent column, Doug Collins, legendary news guy down at CFJC, he did a column about mayors. I love Doug. And he, um, he was ranking the mayors, and just a, just a fun column. And I don't think it goes back to 1893 when the city was incorporated, but he hit the modern time. But Cliff came number one in his mind, in yeah. his time here. Yeah. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about Cliff of branch flower uh, in the 90s as I read up on it and it's not so much today because people are kind of a little more um, hesitant to, 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 to reveal themselves he was he was a proud um, Mormon Church of Latter-day Saints oh, yeah. Mormon and after, after he actually retired from Mary he went on a mission yes with his for, wife to for, uh, uh, Asia yeah. I think yeah and um, yeah. and and he and he and I was reading some articles and stuff and, he, and it was a more free speaking time then what do you remember of Cliff you grew up here right yeah so uh, again a really um, Amazing, very humble man. Uh, would just sort of like be at lots of events, but not be kind of out front all the time, you know. Uh, but the, the, one of the key things that um, we had some interaction on way, way back was um, I'd gone to University of Montreal and I'd come back. It was around the whole National Unity stuff. It was mm -hmm. kind of going on all the time. And I was a young kid. And I was like, just I was kind of wanted to kind of do something, right? So I had uh, gone to a event when Nelson Reese was around P at the time on National Unity and we started a little citizen group of folks who wanted to actually work on National Unity and we wanted to put an ad in a Quebec paper uh, ask, sort of telling Quebecers we love them to stay in Canada, right? And I, I got a city council uh, and um, you know, kind of just, I don't know why I went there necessarily, but I, I'd gone there 
and I'd ask city council for uh, some money for a good old island challenge all the communities across across the pro across the province, and he was such a big champion. Like I was like I didn't know him that well, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna put this this letter on a nice letterhead. We're send mm -hmm. out to everybody. We're gonna make sure that you know, yeah, it's supported and stuff, right?" And so um, he was a real supporter of young people getting involved in, in the community, and so I've sort of tried to do that when I was on council uh, to make sure that I was also sort of following in that footstep. And then you think about the Canada Games. Mm -hmm. I mean, 1993 was a seminal point in our community where we stopped becoming a dusty mill town mm -hmm. and became a tournament capital. Yeah. The university was kind of starting to grow even more back then. And so like, he and, and you know, it was kind of like no drama Obama. He wasn't a guy who was kind of like out there like, you know, but he was always quietly pushing things and supporting mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and he was always kind of, there and, and and his commitment just to being who he was, and to being of service to folks, was so apparent. Very committed to his family, and uh, you know, I just want to wish them all the very you know my condolences, our condolences, because I mean, yeah, because it's, it's such a time has gone since he was in office that yeah. a lot of folks won't know. Yeah, they forget. Yeah. You know, they won't know at did, all. Right? But, but he, he was, was he was amazing. He was a decade in power. Yeah. Also a newspaper yeah. man. He was a compo in the composing room of the old Sentinel da yeah. daily newspaper. So both of them good. received yeah. freedom of the city yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pat and, and, and him both yeah, did. Yeah. That's the highest, that's highest honor highest, you can get yeah. in, in, as a resident uh, of yeah. the municipality. Both right? passing away on the same day. It's, on the it's, same day and amazing. within a few blocks of each other. They lived on the same street in Brockerhurst within five blocks of each other, which is bizarre. Cliff was 91 and Pat was 90, I think. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. Cliff was 91, Pat was 90. Yeah. It doesn't really matter there. Well, they, they served together because they overlap. She uh, was their ages was was Oh, no, yeah. He was 91, Pat was 90. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes. Well, thanks for coming in. Some great Thank thoughts there. Much, yeah. I learned a lot, yeah. and I think Mike did too. I did. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's move on to the title of Hastings. It's brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Centre. We have, you know, this wonderful Whirlpool here. Um, and if you want something in a lower price range, I do have a floor model for sale right here. Let's <laughs> go have a look inside here. Um, oh. Always knock first, just in case there's a salad dressing inside. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it just, it right, right just cracks me up. Funny story, I had a gentleman in here yesterday and he brought his blanket in. He was here three times and I finally realized he was an undercover cop. <laughs> Steve's dad jokes are undeniably painful. But there is nothing, nothing cringeworthy about the service at Gorge. That's the exact photo on the front page. Front page, we them. We're promoting our paper. Well, we're not doing it right now by well, talking about it. Put it. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, it'd be great to have Cam's suite there because it's all about marketing. Okay, but that's not an Alan Douglas photo. That's nope. a Michael Burns Curling Canada photo. Great, and great photograph. Great, great photographer. Picture. And that's a great, great photo. And that's a great curler. The number one ranked curler in the world. In the world. That's right. Carrie Einerson mm -hmm. and um, Gimli Manitoba. Right. Gimli Manitoba. She's Métis as well. Yeah. Jennifer Jones, a lot of history, uh, potential history, likely history, I'd even in say, Kamloops in Kamloops. This week. So, Carrie is trying to win her fourth straight Scotties, which would tie the all-time record for consecutive wins with uh, Colleen Jones from Nova Scotia. Meanwhile, Jennifer Jones, one of the greats of all Great, time. Great greats of all time, yeah. She's trying to win her seventh Scotties. Which would be the most ever, right? All time, which yes. would put her number one on that list, and good chance either of them 
win. Yeah. Lots of good uh, teams out there, though, so we're not sure. You going to go this weekend? Yes, I'm going to go. I have some tickets. Uh, we're giving away lots of tickets through Camelot this week. I've uh, I've secured four, I think uh, four that I'll go with somebody, whoever wants to go. Friday or Saturday, I'm flying solo this weekend, um, and I'm also um, almost finalizing my bet stamp picks for this thing. Bet stamp. Bet stamp. That's right. What is it? It's the Travago of uh, of betting. So if you go, if you want to get a hotel room and you don't want to go to 500 sites to find the best uh, hotel room, you go to Travago or one of those sites, Hotels.com, and they kind of do all the work for you and get you the best rate. Bet stamp does the same thing for betting lines, and you can pick the best odds for your for your bet. They call that line shopping the best place to do it. It's an app you have to download called BetStamp. Use the promo code Kamloops last week. I'm leaning toward Alberta to surprise. Okay, Mike, who are you going to bet on? Uh, Team Canada. Team Canada, which he, you which have is, no idea, which is Terry that's, 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 that's her. You're betting on the favorite. <laughs> Mike, what a sports fan yet, man. <laughs> he probably had no idea there was actually Team Canada in it. <laughs> he was trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. He got smacked in the face yeah, by your own you words. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I did watch the Super Bowl, though. I, I you did. Was... Who won? Yeah. Actually, you know, yeah, who won? What's even better is who played. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your Rihanna review. Uh, Kansas City, of yeah, course. That's right. Good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And how'd you like Rihanna's halftime show? Uh, so the, the halftime show, I technically it was really cool because she was on these floating stages that moved up and down and all that kind of a thing but I wasn't that inspired I was, it was kind of tepid it was kind of tepid yeah it was kind of low key and, and I would have loved to have seen something like Aerosmith or, mm. or Greta Van Fleet or Led Zeppelin coming back or, mm. or doing something like that yeah um, that would have been more along my jam but, uh, but maybe the, I'm not uh, both of you yeah, guys we're, just, we're not the demographic both of you are just anti-women you don't care the fact that she was <laughs> pregnant okay we get I mentioned it. that beforehand <laughs> I said, I'm the I guy who brought it up it was I'd impressive see Hart. Wouldn't Hart, Hart do an amazing yeah. job there? Yeah. I think that would just be fantastic. I think that's too much of an older crowd, though. Yeah. I, I we're like not, Hart. We're not the I demographic. Hart. The demographic's oh. my daughter. Is, is 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 the twenties and the teenagers? How about Hart with Rihanna? Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, you cross the generations. Like, yeah, like, you know, because it wasn't. I didn't. I, I didn't know a lot of the music. No, I didn't know. I knew one. Doing, I, uh, I recognized one Barracuda? song. One song. Yeah, Barracuda. But yeah. but you know, like doing something like that. I think would be uh, yeah, yeah yeah get more more people in interested. Last year was interesting. I'm not I'm not a rap fan at all, but uh, the, the lineup they had Snoop, was very very uh, very good. The, and the, the set that they made was yeah. technically that was uh, stunning to watch how they did all that. Yeah. Uh, this one I, I didn't feel was uh, I didn't yeah. go oh wow how'd they do that you know yeah it's, uh, yeah it's pretty basic still good. We're talking about the Scotties here though and yeah, right. Carrie Einerson. So let's hear from <laughs> Carrie Einerson right now. They're on a Grand Slam tear. I mean, that's I think that's six straight finals for for Grand Slam, dating back to last season. Two wins. So, what's been the key to the sustained success? It's just we uh, we get on a roll and we just get feeling and like knowing the the ice and getting comfortable with it. So, um, and plus we just go out there and play relaxed and um, go out there and have some fun. So, I think that's been uh, a key to our success as well. You're in touching distance of history at the Scotties as well, catching Colleen Jones four in a row up for grabs. So what would it mean to tie that record? Oh, that would be an absolute honor if we can do that. We're definitely not going to put uh, pressure on ourselves because we know it's not easy and we will have a target on our backs. So, um, and we have for the last uh, three years. So we know what that feels like. Um, but we're just going to do our thing and focus on what we can control and uh, go from there. 
how hard is it to repeat? I mean, even once at the Scotties, how, how tough is that? It's extremely tough because, uh, and the field is also tough and adding three wild card spots into that. And it's a long grueling, uh, week. So, um, we definitely have to make sure we get our rest and recovery in between games and, um, um, also have some fun in that downtime that we have too. What stands out to you about the field this year? Um, it's extremely hard. Um, and uh, quite a few of them are from Manitoba again. So <laughs> just kind of like last year. And then when we were in the bubble, there was a uh, few teams from, uh, Manitoba. So that's, uh, that says something that, uh, Manitoba is tough and, uh, it takes a lot, uh, Jen set the bar high for all of us, and we knew that we had to uh, uh, to be, to beat her. We have to be our best. So uh, uh, she's definitely uh, helped helped in that. And uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be so exciting, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. You just talked about downtime and having fun. So what does the team do when you do have some spare time? Um, we like to play uh, some board games. Um, and uh yeah we play it's called marbles um uh, we like to do that and also we have a dartboard game where we play darts and uh that's also fun but it's going to be hard to travel with those items <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um uh, world championship gold has eluded you still um where does that kind of rank among your career goals um it's definitely up there um you you get the when you get there and you get that feeling you want to get back so um we won bronze and uh we definitely want to get back there and uh hopefully maybe bring home gold for canada so and hopefully we can get that opportunity what's your ultimate career goal um ultimate career goal would definitely be uh getting to the olympics we have um we played in our very first trials last year and um, we learned so much from that experience. So we definitely want to get there again. And, um, but we'll just focus on taking one year at a time. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, maybe leave those darts at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me, Marty. That's Clancy Grandy. That's another Michael Burns Curling Canada photo. She is from Ontario. How do you feel about that? She moved across <clears throat> the country mm -hmm. to British Columbia. Mm -hmm. Last year, joined a team, yeah. skips the team, wins BC, going to the Scotties. Much different than Matt Dunstone, the jack of all uh, trades, the, the sheriff for hire. Much different. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. Mm -hmm. But Clancy Grandy, this is a tough one for Kamloopsians. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. She beat the brown rick. In, 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 in extra ends, in agonizing fashion, at the uh, BC Championships in January, you know, one end from having the local team represent BC at home, which is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yes, we talked about that with Clancy. You can see that right now. Clancy, Grandy, take us back to Chilliwack. The final rock's been thrown. You're a BC champion. What was that moment like? Yeah, it was a really special moment for all of us. Uh, three of four of the girls, they lost the final last year. Um, so to kind of get that moment and get it together, it was a big goal for our team this season. So we're super happy about that. Speaking about the team this season, how did you get onto that team? Because you you were in Ontario before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, I knew a few of the girls, and they had actually reached out to me a while back, um, as well as the coach and and one of the girls, Kayla, our third. I've known for a little while now from coaching together, 
uh, and she had the idea to play together. Um, and after talking to the rest of the group, I knew that I needed to do whatever I could to get on board and be able to play with this team. So you moved across the country specifically for curling, right? Yes, yeah. Did you have to find a job? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. So luckily one of our sponsors, uh, they are a physiotherapy and rehabilitation clinic, um, Rebound Sport and Spine in Langley, and um, that is what I do for work. So I was able to luckily transition to working part-time out here. So is your plan to come and just pillage BC, win the BC title, win the Scotties and move back home? What's your plan? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, this was, when we put this team together, this uh, was a four-year plan. So I will definitely be in BC for a minimum of four years. And after this Olympic cycle, we'll see where we're at as a team, and then we'll go from there. Okay, I want to address the elephant in the room here, because you are the home team at the upcoming Scotties, but you also mm -hmm. vanquished, you scuttled the brown rink, and the brown rink, they're like part of the fabric of this community. So you're a home <laughs> team, but you're also the team that knocked out the brown rink. What's that like? Yeah, um, they're a very strong team and we've uh, played them a few times this season and we knew it was going to be tough. Um, I know they would have been very great representatives for BC, um, but we're thrilled to have the opportunity and we feel we deserve it. Um, we worked really hard this season to be able to get to this point, knowing that the Scotties were also in BC, so it's going to be really special for us. Put yourself in their shoes. How tough do you think it would be if it was in your hometown the Scotties and you were kind of forced to watch another team curl? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it would be extremely tough. Um, like I said, I know they're a very strong team and they put up a really big fight for us and we had to work really hard to get that. So I'm sure it would be tough from their perspective. How do you plan on winning over the people of Kamloops and getting into a, the playoffs <laughs> and maybe even winning that national title? Yeah, once we get there, it's really just a matter of focusing one game at a time. So we're going to be kind of in our bubble in that sense. We're really excited um, and really thankful to be able to be Team BC. But at the end of the day, uh, once the games get going, that's what we're focused on on the ice. So This is your first time as a skip at the Scotties, right? You had, I think you were there as an alternate. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. this a dream come true for you? Can you picture what it's going to be like to walk onto that ice for the first time? Yeah, I'm kind of goosebumps thinking about that moment. It's always been a big goal of mine and it's always been a big goal of all the girls on the team. So it'll be really uh, special to kind of get to share that first experience all together as a team because for all four of us, we're in the same situation. So really looking forward to that. What about the national exposure, the TV time, Vic Router calling the games? What's that part of it like? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, curling in Canada, specifically the Scotties and the Briars, is kind of the pinnacle of our sport. Um, and it's quite impressive if you look into the TV ratings that those events draw um, nationally. So that's going to be huge. And it's really exciting for us because we have, of course, sponsors who we would not be able to do this sport without them. Um, the cost of training and traveling, and it's massive for our team. So without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to commit to this um, and to be able to have the opportunity to kind of showcase not only ourselves, but them on such a stage, it's, it's huge for us. That right there That's is a great, great, great photo. That's again, Michael Burns, Curling Canada. That's the sheriff, Matt Dunstone, who you have a problem with again. I don't have a problem with Matt Dunstone. He's one of the best uh, curlers in Canada. He's proven it, which, is, which means you're also one of the best in the world. The issue I have, there's two things, and it's not his fault because he's playing by the rules. 
you know, uh, residency rules uh, wrong as they are. Um, First of all, there shouldn't be wild card entries. Yeah, last year, I'm like going to play that, that clip right now because you hated the fact okay. that he made it as a wild card team. How last many year? provinces are there in Canada, Mike? There's 18 <laughs> bloody teams at the Briar right now. With all due respect to Dunstan, he shouldn't even be there. It's, well, let's get his name right if you're going to rip him. Oh. It's Dunstone. <laughs> Dunstone. Oh, Dunstan. Dunstone. <laughs> that really bugs me. Just like the Memorial Cup when you have a host team there, it bugs me because it's not, it's diluted. That's all I want to say. I think they're just trying to get the best possible talent Too many teams. in the country there. If you lose your provincial championship and then you make it in the back door and you win it's a tainted win it's an asterisk win i for one matt dunstone are happy you're at the briar i'm happy you're I at the you, briar but i think i, I can I, win a, a briar for kamloops unlike well, mr negative it wouldn't be for kamloops it would be for a wild card team he's with, been here for from five parts years now yeah but, it's years. From parts, but the rest of his team is some kgcc from, member are they all kamloopsians no three of them are, are Virginians. okay so who who wins the thing then where, where does it where does the briar the, go he's the skip you can it's like the stanley cup when you bring it back home well no because you're not gonna have a sip out of the briar because the tank because of this. Get rid of the wild card. Get back to and get rid of the universal DL in the in the <laughs> quick baseball in, the, in baseball. There, Rob Manfred's ruining that sport too. Twelve. Uh, uh, there's there's ten. There's ten and B Bill, Bill, how many territories are there, Bill? Uh, two. Three. Uh, oh, three. So oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to get a you know a teacher on the show next week. Anyway, so there's thirteen territories, and because Ontario is so pop. Populate, populated, um, uh, they've always had two teams from Ontario, Ontario and Northern Ontario, and it makes sense because the, of the population. So there's, and, and then, then there's a team from uh, Northwest Territories in the Yukon, and not none of it because there's not enough people. So anyway, there should be 13 teams max. And there's 18 this year. You yeah. got Team Canada. You got wildcard teams. So many teams. good curlers in Canada. No. They're trying to bring no. talent together no. to put the best you possible can't win, show on. If you can't win your province, then you should not be able to go to a championship in any sport, including you, the Memorial Last Cup. year when he got knocked out, you were probably drinking wine, no. celebrating. He's it not going to win. It he's doesn't affect team. my life. Despite I'm just the talking fact about he's from Kamloops. Integrity. Oh, here we go. Let's start. Okay, he's from Kamloops. Well, he lives in Kamloops. Okay, here's he the deal. In Kamloops. Here's the he's deal. been here since 2017. Right, then why isn't he playing for Team BC? Last In the previous year, he's, he's from Manitoba originally, right? Yes, he's, he's a Winnipeg-born. Can, can I? Winnipeg can, born. Let me get this straight in my head. Winnipeg-born, Saskatchewan-raised. No, no, he was raised in, in Winnipeg. Okay, what's, was it, what's, his, what's his link to Saskatchewan? He was on with Team Saskatchewan for the last few his years. His link is the residency rules allow well, for it. I know, but so what, he, what's his and link he, had, he was on a team. What's his he link was the there? only import, and they had three right. guys who lived in Saskatchewan has he, on has that he, team. Has he lived in Saskatchewan? I don't think he's has lived he worked in Saskatchewan. In Saskatchewan? Does he but have any roots in Saskatchewan? That's the residency rule See, that, allows that's for one import wrong. player. Well, they should change it because it's ridiculous. Next thing you know, Alfonso Davies is going to play for Canada in the World Cup this past year. Then he's going to play for Ghana in four years. And then it's like Germany. So you don't you don't respect people who might have to go to school in a different province or for work reasons or for family yes, reasons have I do. to move. No, it's fine. It's and then, fine. And then for no, example, Clancy, Matt Dunstone. Clancy Grandy moved here and she's here for four years and she's got a thing. She's a resident here. She's paying taxes here. Moving to she's she's battling traffic here. She's working here. She's during the reign of Vancouver. What's he doing in Regina? He's never been to Regina in yes, life. Like that. No, and and he's played. Okay, so he's the now, Highland Curling Club. He knows those guys. So he, so he, he's Moscowy. So he, and he, Schneider he, before he, he that. Lives, he lives in Kamloops now. He's a newcomer to Kamloops, relatively newcomer to Kamloops. He, he's never played for Team BC. He played for Team Saskatchewan the last few years, even though I don't know what the hell his link to Saskatchewan is. And now he's what? Team Manitoba? You, you know what he's doing? He's following his dream. He wants to go to the Olympics. He's trying to form the best team possible. He's doing it under the current rules. Well, the rules, the rules suck. And Canada has not done very well at the Olympics lately, so I think they're trying to encourage these teams performing. And you hate it. You just well, can't I wouldn't be it. surprised in 2024 to see Matt 
a great curler that he is, uh, heading up team, none of it. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised. You're, you'd have none of that. I'm not too. blaming Matt Dunstone. I'm thinking the system. Just like in baseball, Rod Manfred's wrecking the, the great game I love. Uh, curling needs to, uh, needs to get their head out of their ass and get back to the basics, get back to the real thing. Each province has a, has a team. If you don't win your pro province, you don't get to go. It's, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like participation trophies for everybody now. That's, Chris it's Folds like this, it's a society. hates Matt Dunstone, hates curling Canada, can't understand why people have to move for school, work, or family reasons. No, no, and that's different. That's different. If you have to move, then play for the province you're, you're in. He, no, but what if you're playing for the same team for like 10 years? Years, nope. and, and then you, you live there. Maybe, maybe, you you, there. maybe you have to go to university to better yourself and get a master's then, as, then, as a woman who was pregnant before and you have then, to move then out you of town. Find, they have a pregnancy and, and then, rule, and then, and then they just... What, you, you're that, separated that, from your team, you've been there for 10 no, years? No, no. You, 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 you play... You don't like you Rihanna? You live. You, you guys don't... It's the Super Bowl still, too. <sighs> I love Rihanna. <sighs> okay, Mike, anything there? No. No, that's it. <laughs> now, good luck. Good luck to Matt at the Briar. He's going to the Briar in London, Ontario. Good luck. That's right. Good luck. And he's on Team Manitoba. Not a wild card, which is a step up, but still, it's wrong because you should have to live, work, he endure Winnipeg where born, you live. Winnipeg born, grew up in Manitoba. And lives won in his Kamloops. First Buffalo. And lives in Kamloops. And let's hear from him right now talking about how he, how he won his first Buffalo. And it means so much to him following in the footsteps of Kerry Burtnick and Vic Peters. Mark and Pierce is more of a Manitoba <laughs> than he is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you said it just first one in the home province I mean you grew up watching watching the likes of Jeff Stoughton, Terry Burton, Vic Peters those guys wanting to be exactly like them right and you know just kind of now it's official kind of followed in their footsteps winning winning first Manitoba title and, and you know that's that's obviously what makes this one so special. You're still 27 and he's going to be five briars for you already. Yeah I mean if you could have told the uh, 10 11 year old me that that was going to be the case uh you know having five by five by 27 um you know would have been would have been a pinch me moment for sure um you know obviously obviously feels great and and hope to have many more in the future um but uh yeah i mean it would uh you know what it would it would sure be nice to to you know finally pick pick one of these up and um might be in our best position ever to to do exactly that Okay, with with the Scotties, it's a kind of mixed emotions for you too. I mean, with with Erin, I mean, I'm, I haven't talked to her in a few weeks. I'm sure it's kind of not quite as raw anymore. But she's saying, I don't know, it might be kind of tough to go watch. I mean, how how are you guys feeling about about that whole situation? Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't blame her for a second. Um, you know, it's uh, one of the most uh, difficult losses of of their careers, and and probably the most difficult one they'll ever have to go through. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, um, you know, it's, it's a little difficult, um, kind of when one person wins and one doesn't, and, um, it's sort of a difficult thing to navigate, but I mean, all you can do is just kind of be there for one another and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there for her the best way I can, um, this upcoming week. Cause I mean, for, for obvious reasons, it's going to be a very difficult week. Let's wrap the show, uh, highlights. For you, well, <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm all befuddled now. I'm all, I got to take a pee again too. But <laughs> yeah. I think, um, oh, and by the way, I think I saw on our, um, on our, uh, on our YouTube page, uh, James Peters, the news assistant news director over at CFJC. Yeah, I think he made a comment. First of all, it's nice to know that he watches. He our watches show. all the way to the end too. I'm, I'm glad. I'm nice to know he watches our show. Uh, but I just have to correct him on one thing. He says, I, I, I had to watch when Fold said he has to take a pee. Give him a bidet. Yeah. Well, I have him know that bidet is for number two, not for number one, if you've been to Europe. 
That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and you're a bidet guy. We know that. That's right. Bidets are great. People have really, like that bidet thing, people always comment on that. Or it's like one little part of our show, but they remember the bidet Well, the thing. bidet should be, a, you know what? It should be part of the uh, step code. It should be the code. Everyone should have a bidet because if you don't, it's gross. Is there a bidet company that could sponsor? Yeah, a bidet right there. We could look into that, I think. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's a clean by. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have a great bidet. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see you last week. I think I think it's great that Arjun Singh came in here and talked about Pat Wallace and uh, Cliff Branchflower, especially Cliff Branchflower because it's interesting. He was a mayor for a whole decade. And hardly anyone in town, a lot of people in town really won't know him because they're new here. Yeah. And he came in the age before yeah. uh, social media, before the internet, really. Um, but it's good to This was have good for him. me. I, I didn't, yeah, I was just learning learn. today. I didn't you ask a lot stuff. of questions. I was just sitting there listening because I, I don't know them very yeah, well. It's I didn't very good. know Pat. I didn't mm -hmm. know Cliff. So mm -hmm. interesting to hear what they had to say. It's good that, that we, we, we keep their memories and, and, we, and we, uh, we note their accomplishments because life, especially now, goes so fast. We should slow down and think about I'll that. I'll tell you who we should have right here next week. Mm -hmm. Matt Dunstone. Matt Dunstone, you and him, he can bring one of his, his little uh, curling room and, and Mike can bring a guitar down and How smash. about we go down to the current? I play on a Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday <laughs> You versus week. him? Charity? No, no, I just, charity just, we'll do a charity thing and we'll just uh, draw to the button. That's we'll good. Do that's really and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'll bet on myself. I'll bet with Betstamp, I'll bet on myself because I bet we can get be a sponsor upset. for that. There'll be an upset. Yeah, I'd sponsor that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's, let's yes. make that happen. Yes. Okay. Um, and and yes. would there be name calling allowed and stuff? Anything. It's, oh, it's oh, yeah, free reign. Yes, free yeah, reign. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we want to thank our sponsors who we can't do the show without them. We've eclipsed 360 subscribers. We're growing still. Hop on board. Reader's Digest, our number one viewed segment, needs a sponsor. The Magic Mirror brought to you by Bidet. Have a great Bidet. And we'll see you last week. Um, Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center, fabulous free February. No interest on Sealy mattresses. Brand new Playland at McDonald's. The coffees are the best. For Chris, for Magic Mike, for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. Last week.